Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Do it a little faster. <laughs> you still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yes, yes, vibrato. Is that what that's called when it goes up? Yes, Vibrata, Vibrata, that's your nickname. Hey, girl. Hi. What's crackalacking? Oh, it's February 15th. Yesterday was Valentine's Day. I went out to eat to my chagrin on Valentine's Day. It was a Galentine's Day with my girlfriends. And um, I know better, but I I did it, you know, I did it to try to have a good time. What we do with this expectation of a good time, even though we know it won't be as an interesting uh, phenomenon. Why wasn't it a good I had, time? no, I'm sorry. I had a great time with, with, no matter if I'm in a box, in a car, on a corner, in the fanciest place in paradise, if I'm with my girls, I'm going to have, just the, our relationship, I have a great time. But the goddamn restaurant, I did not need to be in. I just did not. It's just overpriced. I just don't understand. You and I were talking What's earlier. The name of it. I worked in the restaurant business for 10 plus years. And Valentine's Day, Mother's Day. Valentine's Day and Mother's Day are the worst. Thanksgiving, if you work at a bar, is like Black Friday. It's the best day of the holiday. But anyway, um, it was, it's terrible because the food is, everything's rushed. It's very high stress. The quality of the food is not always the best because it is so prefixed. prefixed. Yeah. It's inflated. It's so expensive. And again, this expectation of it being a wonderful time just actually, it just, it just never, it's just not giving. And uh, I'm not going to say the business name because shout out to them, but I just. I got it open right here. Let me see. I really don't appreciate the way um, 
certain establishments take advantage of black clientele. And I think this may be a Philly thing. I think like in places like Atlanta and Brooklyn, where black people are used to having nice things that establishments can't get away with giving, offering subpar ambiance, food. Um, the service was good though, but like this subpar experience that is given to the, to the black community in Philadelphia, um, it makes me angry because they're, they're, it, we're being taken advantage of in a lot of ways. And again, you don't see that in Atlanta. You don't see that in I Brooklyn. I think you do see that there. People complain about that all the time in Atlanta. In Atlanta? Every establishment yeah. that I went to that was black owned is like, it's nice. The place is nice. It's like a good business. The The vibe is right. It's like, I have yet to go to a place where I was like, this, this is bad. If it was a hood spot, it's a hood spot. And then you know what it's hitting for. Like, it's not. No, people you know. just say that it's inflated, that it's over the top. Everything's a scene kind of vibe in Atlanta. But at least it's a vibe. Like, at least it's a vibe. <laughs> it's like a vibe. And it might be expensive, but. <sighs> what did you get? Did you get the Caesar salad, the eggplant stack, and then the bronzino? I got the bronzino, the wedge and salad, then... and the oh. mushroom Arancini. Mm, the mushroom with the truffle. Mm, it was what good. dessert did you get a gelato flight? I, I was so full that you I didn't get dessert? I abstained. I actually I have I got the um the cake in my in my I should whip that shit out, eat it right now. You should. Oh, so you got the sinful lava cake? Mm-hmm. Which mm, was a cold lava cake sounds kind of terrible. Lit, being honest. Really? That oh. actually sounds lit. It was, the texture was good. The food wasn't bad. It was not bad, but it was not good Mm-mm, for what they were trying to for what they for what they were trying to sell us. Like, stop fucking playing with me, dog. Anyway, um, it was just it was great to be around the oh, and they had a full DJ at Valentine's Day. A full DJ blast. He was but the music was all that, but like I was also like. Shouldn't it be like quiet and romantic and dimly lit? No, it was a party. You just didn't. It was you not didn't a go party. With party vibes. It was not a party. It's a Valentine's Day dinner. It wasn't a turn up. It was place. a Galentine's Day dinner. It's time to party with your girlfriends, Gary. Oh, well, maybe I wanted something romantic from them. Maybe you did. Maybe you wanted to be wined and dined and swooned a little bit. Swooned a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, well, like I said, I had fun. I had a fun time with with my girls. It was nice to see them. But I I could have been in the house with them, too. I'm an old woman as well. I'm also (laughs) aged. You sound like a curmudgeon a little bit. You're like, the DJ, the music was was too loud. I didn't like it. That's my mom. (laughs) I can't eat and hear loud music at the same time. That is the white woman in me. I like oh. have to have music be, I can't eat and hear and listen to music. I can't. So you can't eat at a festival. You can't. I mean, I can, but like in the house, like if it's, I will not have music playing while I eat. I have so to. So a seated dinner, absolutely not. No. Music down mm-hmm. low. For that okay. type of setting that they were creating. Like if it was a brunch vibe, you know what I mean? If it was a turn up vibe, but it was dinner uh-huh. time, black <laughs> heels, 
sweaters. Were you a black dress? I didn't get one picture. You had one job Aman- and you could Amanda not do it. <laughs> did not take Don't blame Amanda. No. Amanda refused. Amanda was taking all the pictures, but like you said, it's a food. And I, f- I figured out her tactic was because she wants she wanted people to think she was out with a with a nigga. Dude, absolutely. <laughs> she was trying and to make so people jealous didn't take of the story. No picture of us. And then I was like, oh, that's what you're doing. <laughs> oh God, help us all, Jesus. I am. I. You're right. I'm a grumudgeon, and I'm gonna talk about that later. What did you say? A grumudgeon. A curmudgeon. How you say it? <laughs> Curmudgeon. For real? Yeah, I think so. Ger- Go ahead and Google it now. I don't know. How do you spell that? Curmudgeon. Curmudgeon. A bad-tempered yeah. person, especially an old one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame. <sighs> How's everything? Um, everything's everything. Um, I'll be on See The Thing Is this week when this comes out so make sure you check that out um i think there's a big announcement coming on that episode so make sure you head over there shout out to mandy the pod god pod mom um i have to say that you and i were at odds during love day and it was really upsetting me during love Day, and it was I think it was, yeah, during Valentine's Day. I think it was Girl, a little bit one-sided. I had one-sided. no idea that you were mad yeah. at me. <laughs> <laughs> no. For real? I just said I think it was a little one-sided. <laughs> oh, no, you were? Um, I was very hurt by something that you said. And I've been talking to you about Game of Thrones since I'm re-watching it with someone who's never seen it. And we got to talking about who each other are in the Game of Thrones world. And I was very disappointed in who you thought I was character wise. And I saw, I don't know if you noticed, but I stopped talking to you after you wrote that. I, I like disputed it. And then when you kept going, you were like, who else would you be? I just stopped talking to you. I did not know that you were seriously hurt by this. (laughs) I was really upset. Like, I don't know if she knows me. I'm also about to get my period. So I'm losing it a little bit, but Everyone, Shanti feels like I'm Sansa. And that really hurt me. Why? Because I'm only on, we're only on season, we just got to season three. And Sansa is still a dope and still annoying and still like, I just wasn't, I just don't identify with her. I didn't have that childhood, that favoritism. And I was like, Shanti does not know me. She doesn't know me. Now, if you were to say old Sansa like I identify with Arya and when I said Arya you were like Arya hell no and that really bothered me yes you did you were like Arya absolutely not you think you're Arya and I was like wait I couldn't kill the Night King it was the way you said it and I was just like you know what do you want to talk about this or you just want to because I will not we don't have to go into it it. go into it I I I don't know that you're seeing the full arcs. Uh, when I think of Arya and who Arya is, I don't think she's just a rambunctious um, um, tomboy that like resisted the resisted the 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 protocol, so to speak. Like when I think of Arya and who she is as a character her being a tomboy is like the it's not just the tomboy. the least 
thing that I think about her. So, and no, I didn't know you as a child, but I don't think of you as, I, I feel like, yes, you, I, I find you to be very feminine. I find you to be very, you, you like sports, you can be gritty, but your essence is not yang. You're like, you, you are your best self when you're like feminine and, 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 childlike but not like and I, I find Arya to be completely disinterested in the game she's like that's why she and Clegane were like tight because she's like I don't have any interest in this this is not my shit I'm going out and like doing something completely opposite and her her self-discovery was through a different type of, was not through the game. It was not through doing the, the, um, the things. She was completely like, uh, uh-uh, I'm out. I'm not interested. Never was. Never will be. My, my character growth. How I'm going to discover myself is through this whole. It's the complete opposite. And and to the end, she never was like, I'm trying to do this thing. I'm trying to win. I'm trying to be a part of this. Shit. So I don't, I don't, I, I just, I, I see you with Sansa or what I've in, in knowing you, I think that there is a part of you that is, or, or when I think of Sansa, I don't think of Sansa's greatest, um, her, her, character arc or the or the weight of her and the beauty of her development and her beginning being like I don't even think of when I think of Sansa I don't think of her as the young Sansa I think of her as the Sansa that's like at the fucking end like that Sansa that may have had to go through like oh I want this I think this is going to be the thing that I want and then she realizes no and she but she has to go through the game and she's she's a part of that and she joins it and she does it the best out of everybody in a way that's not necessarily cutthroat in a way that's not necessarily um um self-serving I think she did it for loyalty I think she did it for this if she was going to be in the game she was going to do it because she's a Stark with um with good intentions and like try to do be a queen that is um respectable and with integrity and with with love for the the ruling if she had to rule she was going to do it with integrity but she was in the game all right and you're in the uh, to me you're like no I'm with the shits the politics it can work but it can work in a way that is beneficial and possible and we can do it and it could be done with integrity and that's what you respect and admire and I think that that's what you do well so I find you to be like Sansa and you might have been you know you clean that up I'm not I've always said that I've never not cleaned it up but you were like I'm I'm Cersei and uh, I've never said I was you Cersei. Did. I said I wanted to play Cersei. No, you said little do I, was... I know I'm Cersei, Tyrion, and Arya. And I was like, I I, I would don't respect see Tyrion a little more. 
Maybe Tyrion. I could see Tyrion. I could see the way that you, you know, politic. Something I think you politic. Beginning, I can't get out of my head. Well, I'm just, sorry. I don't mean to hurt you. It. To me, I think Sansa, Sansa is one of my favorite characters. I think she's the. I know you the love illest. her. I think her. I just her arc is dope. Thank you for all the nice things you just said. <laughs> I still disagree. <laughs> Can you tell? I'm sorry. I'm not well. So I'd love to know who y'all think we are in the Game of Thrones. I don't think people know us well enough to say that. Maybe. Maybe. Shakti is a wildling. Maybe. We don't. <laughs> Let me find out you fuck around you, Gilly. <laughs> Psycho player. You're not Gilly. Do you remember Gilly? Yeah, I don't think I'm Gilly. I actually love her, but I don't think you're Gilly. You're more like Asha. Osha. Remember her? Mm-mm. She'd be taking care of kids and shit. You would be a nanny so bad. Mm-mm. You don't remember her? The wildling lady who was helping Bran out? Oh yes, I do remember like a her. Cat. Yeah, yeah, I do. She remember like her. like to be. Yeah, you're a mix of people. We'd have to figure that out. But you said you were a wildling, wildling, and I thought that was amazing. Um, I have a blue update. Uh oh, <sighs> I need prayers for blue. What is going? on? I'm very on serious blue? right now. No, I'm very serious. I'm very. She's it, going to. She's going to the vet tomorrow. Blue cannot yell for some reason. Her scream is raspy. It's not vocal. I can hardly hear her when she meows. She's like, and it sounds like something might be in her throat. Like she ate something wrong or something's, there's a blockage or something. Of course, I Googled it and it said cancer and I keeled over and started crying. So we go into the vet tomorrow to find out if this cat didn't ate a rubber band or something. I don't know. But she finna cost me a bunch of money and I'm finna spend it. So Is she coughing? Or- she's not coughing at all. Her her meows literally are You think she's hoarse? Can cats get hoarse? Cats can get hoarse if they're sick, but even still she needs to go to the vet to determine like why would she have cat laryngitis? Make that make sense. Did something happen? Like I don't know. Sadly I haven't been here as much as I should be. So I came home to that and just like felt like a horrible mom, which I am. The fact that people are writing on Patreon free blue is really <laughs> upsetting me. No, they didn't. I was like, free blue is crazy. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. Somebody wrote that on the blue. Just <laughs> your mom got to step up. Like your mom, My you mom a single is mom, ready and dog. willing like, to step up. You need help. Up. Single motherhood for anybody is impossible. <laughs> you need your community right now. And I don't have a community to help me with blue. It's just me and her. And I've abandoned my boy. So um anyway, we're gonna go to the vet tomorrow. I please pray. Cause if I will. they tell me anything I don't want to hear. You know how I feel if about you blue. Wanna but see I fuck me with blue though. Freak out, then it'd be something wrong with that cat. So don't play games with me like this. So we're finna see what's up with blue. Another blue update and Judy. Ruju might have to take blue for a little bit again, but we we will see. I plan on being here a lot more now that my house is clean. I can have house guests. Your house but clean anyway, now? huh? Your house is clean now. Uh, the from the bathroom to the kitchen is clean. My room a mess, <laughs> but I can get to that. You know, I can fix it. Um. Anyway, that's it. Would you like to ask people to write? 
review, subscribe, and share. If you're a new or longtime listener and have yet to rate, review, subscribe, or share this podcast, please consider doing it. It is quite a mm. boon for our visibility and our credibility. And we do go and read it. We use it to um, create thick skin for ourselves when you say <laughs> <laughs> things about how you feel. But it also offers us some um, feedback and insight into the community and what we can and how we can do better. Um, you can also support us financially by becoming patrons for our Patreon, which is a video subscription monthly subscription <laughs> where you can see this podcast in video form and have access to exclusive content so please join us shout out to the new patrons ashley and t lopez boo, boo, boo. um we can go into hot shit um my hot shit hot, hot shit, shit. Mm, i'm going down um the brooklyn museum okay the brooklyn museum is having one it has a spike lee um collection up that i really want to go see i don't know when that's coming down but i really want to go see it but they also have giants and that is the art from the dean collection of swiss beats and alicia keys and that is going to be showing um until july 7th and tickets are on sale and their art collection is vast. I don't I, I don't think it's a secret that they are in the art world heavy. They have that huge cause. I just found this out. You know that cause at in the Brooklyn Museum? Mm -hmm. Like that huge, that's theirs oh, wow. on loan to the museum. So they make a ton of money just having their art collection on loan to these museums. Like I can't even imagine. And art is a way also to you know, kind of launder money, hide money, all that kind oh, of stuff. So not you subversively. Not launder. Not, I, I, launder what? Not. Well, you can launder money. I didn't mean it like that. But you can hide money in art. You buy a piece of art and then you can hide the money in that because yeah. that has value. But they have Gordon Parks, um, Basquiat, Lorna Simpson, Kahende Wiley. I mean, they have a ton of different artists in their collection and it's on it's it's uh on display so people should go check it out uh i'm excited to check it out i know you said that I'm gonna go you take would joe. probably yeah you were gonna take joe i hope you invite me mm -hmm. um but yeah it's all about the black diaspora of artists and this is a part of the brooklyn museum's ongoing effort to expand art the historical art narrative um, within that diaspora, so that's what's up. Whoever's doing curating that that those exhibits is killing it right now. Oh yeah, at the Brooklyn Museum, we gotta find out Definitely. that person, put them in Black History because they're killing it. Shout out to them. They are. You're right. We should, but I don't take advantage of the Brooklyn Museum enough, and that's a shame. Can you hear Blue trying to trying to meow no. in the background? Can you hear? Her? Yes. That doesn't sound right, right? Sounds different. I know. I think she might just have been crying, yelling. No, girl, I'm telling you, something's not right. You whore. Something's not right. I know it. Did you hear that? Anyway, let's take a break. Can you hear it? Yeah, that doesn't make me feel good. Oh, my God. It doesn't make Where me feel good Where is she crying for right now? Nothing, because I fed her a whole can of wet food because I felt so bad, and I thought that it was going to knock whatever was in there down, but it's not. So I can't think about it. Let's take a break. God. 
Y'all, we haven't forgotten our black history moment. Our black history moment will happen in the pop culture section. So after these messages, we'll be right back. Oh, look at you. Because you ain't do it. I was waiting for you to do it now. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. And we are back. We're going to start it off with politics as usual. So, <clears throat> Philly, Philly. Mm-hmm. Philly is Philly, where I am making from. all the headlines. Philly's the it girl, <laughs> y'all. For what? STDs. <laughs> Philly is the number one city in the country, my nigga. Oh, my God. For STDs. <laughs> I gotta keep my ass in the house. Yes, you do. Chlamydia, gonorrhea, and mm. syphilis, which is the most old timey disease. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like chlamydia is like, I would feel more comfortable saying, like, yeah, I, I have chlamydia than syphilis. What? Syphilis sounds crazy. It sounds old timey. But we are not going to shame anyone who might have syphilis, chlamydia, or gonorrhea. No, no. Syphilis rates, apparently, syphilis sneaky little old timey making a comeback. She said, don't call it a comeback. (laughs) She, (laughs) the rates of syphilis have risen by a massive 28.6% since this last study, okay? That's in Philly. That's just Philly. Nationally, it's up by 30%. Oh, God. Since 2001, it has increased 781%. Why? Who knows? And there has to be some correlation. We're going to see it in a Malcolm Gladwell book sometime soon. <laughs> that nigga be putting shit together. And I be like, you even like, they were wearing loafers and somehow it correlates You're annoying, to the syphilis. You're actually annoying. <laughs> the way he be putting shit together, I be like, oh, my god but shout out to philly shout out to everybody in philly don't you dare have no unprotected sex out in these motherfuckers. not in philly fair mount mount airy west philly north philly streets 
This goes out to Tioga, Lehigh Avenue, Broad Street, <laughs> South Street. Stop I fucking hate you. playing, y'all. <laughs> Shout out to Erie F. Go to, to your... I wonder where in Philly is the highest, too, because that must be a thing. My gut is telling me it has to do with um, drug use and, like, open-air mm. drug use because I'm a shameful, stereotypical person. I don't know. Um, it's probably not that. It's, it's probably, probably not. Like it's probably 50, white people. year olds. Yeah, it's probably mm-hmm. rich white people. Blame it on the Bless whites. Him. It is. It's right. <laughs> <laughs> don't play with me. It is motherfucking white people in Philadelphia. Aww. Well, one of the highest demographics of folks who have STDs are folks in nursing homes because they are older and they just be out here wilding. Wait a minute. Not only that in Philly, but also Philly. If you're if you're out here in Philly, you're also it, this probably correlates. It's also the most single city in America. Wait, I'm sorry. I just want to say something. Though growing infection rates affect nearly all communities, the STD burden within our city hits minority, racial, and ethnic groups the hardest. Mm. When comparing infection rates of white people to those of some minority, racial, and ethnic groups, the CDC data shows that dramatic despair. God damn it! So it's not white people. But when, except when it comes to... Wait. Mm-hmm. Pre- it's a, and then pre- it's a goddamn conspiracy. They try to kill it. Then it's still white people because they, the way they did crack, they planting the they syphilis. They sprinkling STDs they in the city. They sprinkling the syphilis into the black community because it affects okay. the children. It affects the babies. That the where they're seeing the you know where it becomes deadly is with the babies that are born infected mm-hmm. with the syphilis. So then it becomes mm-hmm. like a fucking. Um, uh can't you be blind also i think so yeah it's tricky you know, it, we're we're making light of it and we shouldn't we're trying to bring some levity to it but we're also trying to bring some awareness the other thing that i thought was very interesting was that the philadelphia inquirer released today that philly is the most single city in the country well, I could have told you that. um philly men are among the least likely to be married for philly <sighs> women the gaps are even starker in the 10 largest cities, women in Philadelphia are least likely to be married at every age group. No more than 42% of Philadelphia are married in any age group. Mm. Get me out of here or keep me here because I haven't figured out what I want to do yet. But <laughs> It's very interesting. So everybody's single. just Because everybody's unwell. Looking and for love. Not in therapy, dealing with low self-esteem. Mm. Um, I don't know how to transition this, but outside of like, make sure that y'all are practicing safe sex, that you're having honest conversations with the people that you are having sex with. I mean, we're talking about Philly, but this is something, I mean, STDs are everywhere. Sneaky syphilis ain't playing. To our fellow Philadelphians, you know, I'm not there anymore, but that's my home. You know, we gotta, we gotta take heed. Cause uh, we often think that uh, that shit don't apply to us, and it does. So and then to, to release, I think to release the stigma on it, because we were talking today about a young person that we know that's been affected by this, and you know, lying to her parents but telling the truth to another adult that 
they confide in. And then it's kind of like, you know, it's great that they have that safe space with that adult, but also there's just so much shame attached, especially for women. If you contract an STD, that means that what now you're dirty or you're a whore or you're this or you're that. And oftentimes, you know, you're met with someone with your partner. If so, hold on. You're met with, you know, disdain from your partner or lies or untruths, you know, and it you're at the probably at the clinic or at school getting this news all uncomfortable with people that you have no relationship with. It's hard. It's very hard, especially for young women. Um, so anyway, just wanted to bring that bring that to the podcast and make sure folks were aware. That's all. Get checked. Um out. Yeah, get checked. Get checked. In other news, oh boy, today was explosive. Um, today is Thursday, February 15th. I'm sure more will come of this once we actually release this episode. But our girl, Fonnie Willis, you remember Fonnie? Mm-hmm. All right. For those of you that don't remember, Fonnie Willis is the district attorney in uh, Georgia. She is the one that is trying. She, she's bringing the charges up against Trump for, you know, the infamous find more votes where he was trying to steal the election there in Georgia. Now, a while ago, we talked about how Fonnie is being discredited by Trump's legal team because the head prosecutor on the case is someone that she has or had a romantic relationship with during the actual like casework. I'm going to play a clip because she showed up in court to everyone's surprise today. Um, she showed up to a discussion with, so to be very clear, she is not on trial. She faces no criminal charges, okay? But a judge is hearing arguments from the Trump lawyers where they are arguing that she needs to be off the case and replaced because she has a... Um, conflict of interest here. And they're also trying to say that she benefited from being in relationship with what is that damn Nathan Wade? Um, because Nathan Wade was paid, uh, $650,000 over the course of this work, which in it sounds like a lot of money to us, to other folks in the legal world. Apparently a lot of lawyers are reporting that like, that's not a lot of money for this type of case in actuality. Um, and basically by her, her office paying him that money and hiring him and then her and him going on trips together that she benefited financially from him having the gig, mm. which feels like to me a little bit of a stretch of like, wait, if he wasn't just giving her money, like they went on trips, they was boo loving. And, and to be very clear, her, being in relationship with him does not violate any laws, mm -hmm. right? It mm -hmm. doesn't, mm -hmm. but it's just a bad look. Mm -hmm. It's just a bad look. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to play this clip really quickly. He started out as like a mentor and a professional colleague. Um, he became my friend and somebody that I, I really respected. We are good friends. Uh, my respect for him has grown over these seven weeks of attacks. Has he ever visited you at the place you laid your head? So let's be clear, because you lied in this, this. Let me tell you which one you lied in. Right here, 
I think you lied right here. No, 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 no. This is the truth. Judge, and this it, is, it, it is a lie. It is a lie. This is explosive. Fonnie Willis is defiant. She is confrontational. And frankly, she is persuasive this afternoon. This entirety of the proceedings, it was very clear that she was gunning to come in and testify. She is angry at the person who has brought these allegations against her. She is insulted by the notion that she is somehow sexually promiscuous. She is very irritated and livid at the fact that she herself feels as though she is being called to task and on trial. Here is the fundamental flaw of the allegations against her. There is no through line yet that has been established between her financial resources, Nathan Wade's financial resources, and how she may or may not have financially benefited. It is as if they are presuming that she started with a zero balance in her account, and only that which came in through this particular indictment is what she has to sustain her life and Nathan Wade. Why is that important? Because they're trying to suggest that she has financially benefited from hiring Nathan Wade and maybe even sustaining the indictment itself. Well, she has gone to clear strengths and clear um, lengths, excuse me, as did Nathan Wade to suggest that there are multiple sources of income. She talks about her private practice in the background, the source of cash in her home and beyond as a way and a means of actually providing for herself. She was very defiant in saying, he never took me anywhere. It had a real feel, frankly, of Diana Ross and Mahogany, if you ask me, about the idea of she's been plenty, plenty of places, has she not? She talked about Nathan Wade and his own resources and beyond. But I want to just stress to everyone, do you know how fundamentally dangerous it is for a, for a prosecutor to have to tell and expose her personal life? Just think of the people that she is confronting, that she is prosecuting. I remember being nine months pregnant and someone saying to me, congratulations, and me saying, I'm not pregnant. That's how private you want to keep your life because every single iota, every morsel you convey to the world can be used against you. You could be sitting there in front of a, ju in front of a jury, in front of a defendant, and now your personal life is on display. How do you think that will be used against you? How can your family now be vulnerable? She's talking about where she keeps her money in her home. Gee, there is a security detail. This is extraordinarily dangerous, which tells you the very high stakes of where she is in this moment, that she is here in this moment. And let's just be very clear. She's not pulling any punches. And I, I tell you, I really don't think that this judge was intending to even force her to testify today. It is very clear that she wanted to testify. She believes she's being lied, lied about. This is all undermining, she believes, her credibility. And look, as Nick Valencia said multiple times throughout the day today, and we all have, we are not talking about the underlying charges against the former president of the United States and 17 other co-defendants, several of whom have already pled guilty. I know that's a long clip, but I thought it was important to play the whole thing because I think that Laura Coates did a great job painting a full picture, especially someone who used to be a prosecutor who's a legal expert. I just want to add a couple things here before we get into this. The day started with her college friend and someone who worked in her office saying that she was, Fani was indeed in a relationship with Nathan Wade in 2019. So the way that timeline works is that Fani is saying, no, we were friends. 
we knew each other. We did not start dating until 2021. That was well into the the legal work that was happening, that he was hired. She hired him. They had a relationship after she hired him. Okay. That's what Fani is alleging. Now they have this other woman that is saying that is not the case. Um, in 2020, they were, I mean, the questions I watched this, I was glued to the TV because she, again, they were trying to subpoena her to come and she showed up like, I'm here. Let's talk. Y'all want to talk? Like fuck around and find out here the fuck I am. Let's go. And she was combative, but she, I also felt like she was, she felt very authentic. She felt earnest. There was a couple of things that culturally make made more sense. Um, she talked about having cash cause they were asking her from, from this time to this time, did you ever withdraw cash from your bank account? And she, and it was like a, like a six month period. And she was like, uh, yeah, like, of, of course I withdrew cash, like to live. Sure. And they were like, no, not to live. Did you ever withdraw cash from this time to this time? And she's like, yes, of course. Like I, I withdraw cash from my accounts. And they're, what they're getting at is that she keeps saying she paid Nathan Wade back for all of the trips in cash. And they're like, well, that's very convenient because cash doesn't have, there's no paper trail. But if you withdrew a certain amount of money, then we should be able to see it. And she's like, well, I keep cash in the house. I was taught to keep cash in the house. When I get, when I, she was, she said, reference Publix, which is the grocery store. If I go to Publix, I'll overspend and I'll get cash back and I'll keep cash in the house. She was like, that was something that my father taught me. Her father is like an ex Black Panther. That kind of tracks with that thinking of there's folks down South that don't put all their money in the bank. Mm -hmm. They keep cash on them. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, but definitely that's culturally something that happens down South where I saw a lot of. MAGA folks and a lot of, you know, um, a lot of what, I, how do I want to say this? A lot of academics questioning that saying that it's very convenient and I won't lie. It, it is very convenient. She also said that, you know, they were trying to allege that she was in relationship with him in 2020. She was like, he had cancer in 2020. I'm not going to go into what kind of cancer. She was like, but it proves that like this notion that you're talking about of me being in a relationship with him and having sex with him is ridiculous. So we can all guess what kind of cancer he had. And she was like, I'm not going to sit here and emasculate a black man. Okay. So now we get a little more information there. Um, you know, she also went into what was very interesting is her relationship with him, which maybe I should play that clip clip. It's, it's, it's much shorter, but it gets at this, um, shit. It gets at this, you know, like kind of like the gender wars and the patriarchy because she's no longer in relationship with him, which is also like just wild to me where I'm like, bro, because all of this is coming up for a relationship that she's not even the fuck in. And she's like, I had my own fucking money. I didn't need his little two thousand some dollars here and there for a trip. Like I can pay for my own trip. And I did. And she even details a 50th birthday trip where she paid for everything. She was like, I paid for the flights. I paid for the hotel. She was like, I got down there and put spending money in his hand. Like I'm not a broke bitch. I like, and she wasn't emasculating him. She's saying like, it was his birthday. That is something that I do. I kept a certain amount of money for myself. And she was like, I paid cash to a driver that drove us around the Island 
all the time. Like, so I don't know. The line of questioning felt a little ridiculous. And the judge, I feel like, felt like it was too, because the judge was cutting them boy, bad boys off. Like, all right, enough of this. Um, but here's just one more clip where she talks about paying him back. Mr. Let's go on and have the conversation. I'll just ask you whether or not it was a coincidence. Had absolutely nothing to do with this. It's interesting that we're here about this money. Mr. Wade is used to women that, uh, as he told me one time, the only thing a woman can do for him is make him a sandwich. We would have brutal arguments about the fact that I am your equal. I don't need anything from a man. A man is not a plan. A man is a companion. And so there was tension always in our relationship, which is why I was give him his money back. I don't need anybody to foot my bills. The only man who's ever foot my bills completely is my daddy. So while she is combative, she also is compelling because that sounds like a black woman fucking fed up and who's telling the truth a little bit like, nah, I'm going to give him his money. I don't. So I don't know. Nobody knows. And here's the thing. Did the prosecution meet their burden of proof? No. Will she, do I think she's going to be thrown off this case? No. The other thing about this, and then I'll be quiet and let you talk, is that two things. She could have taken herself off the case. She's refusing that because her reputation goes down the drain along with it. But again, it's like a Joe Biden thing. If you put the country first and understand that if, Fonnie, if you get taken off this case and it has to be reassigned, there's no way this case is getting tried before the election. And this is the case that everybody is looking at and feeling like, okay, this kind of has the best chance of getting Trump off the ballot. And so I'm so deeply disappointed that she even put herself in this position. But watching this was beyond frustrating to me because, um, well, there's an NSNBC, MSNBC, rather, legal analyst, Charles Coleman, and he wrote, Fonnie Williams on the stand encapsulates the intersection of race and gender in professional spaces. This woman has had her integrity challenged and her dignity attacked with all sorts of insinuations and characterizations. And yet, in this moment, on defending herself, she must remain mindful of what it is or what it is to be characterized as an angry black woman. It's not right, nor is it fair, but this is neither a conversation about what is right or what is fair. She must be mindful of her demeanor. But then this is the same person that goes back after like it, you know, the, the, her testimony getting more and more heated and more and more combative. And he, he absolutely criticizes her about how competitive she's being by quote unquote saying she's coming in way too hot and it is unhelpful. It's so he went and did the same thing that he's saying is so unfair that she has to live up to. He's, he's holding her to that standard still. It's just, I'm exhausted by the whole thing. And this is, and you want to talk about her benefiting a couple thousand dollars from going on a fucking trip to Belize and the Bahamas when you have Clarence Thomas who is getting millions of dollars worth of gifts and money and homes and RVs from these billionaire Republican conservative folks. And we don't even look into it. It's a joke, in my opinion.
but people are going to say I'm just liberal. So whatever. Do you have thoughts on this? I, I went in. Sorry. I just feel like it's an, uh, you know, um, Trump, the Republicans are just masterminds of smoke and mirrors. They're just mm -hmm. masterminds of tossing up these, this social, almost, um, uh, what do you call that? Um, what do they call that? The TV shows where the people like Jerry Springer type of like drama, like, mm -hmm. like what, what are, what, you know, again, it's not really, it's asking all of these questions, inciting her to anger. And then now we're focusing on her anger is just all deviating from the root of this whole thing. Which is that this man tried to steal an election. Right. But and smoke 17 and 17 people yeah, but all of are it's, excited it's with now, them. It's completely, you know, everybody's distracted from it. And they're masters at doing that. And I do think that she needs to realize that as well. Because I feel like she is getting, she's being provoked, of course. And it's not fair. But, yeah. no. Um it's 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 now just becoming like a a, a what do they call that? It's not a sitcom. What the fuck is that called? Uh, I don't know. It's like a Jerry Springer episode or something. You know what I mean? It all the attention is taken off of the the most important thing. Yeah. And her fucking job, like. And and I can't imagine what she's had to do to work her way to become a I district know. attorney. I know. There's so much. And at that's stake why I think her. she's exactly. I she's know, so but, passionate about. Yeah. Her. But I don't know if that's, you know, given how black women are viewed, especially women, black women that have money and power, you know, how easily that could be pulled from her if she just steps out of line in this way or. Um, well, that's the conundrum and that's the the unfair conundrum of it all. Yeah, Sorry, I don't have an answer for that. FBI, CIA, KKK. They they I said listening. Fonnie Williams, Will, Willis a little too many times. Um, anyway, this is something to hopefully when this comes out, she will still be on the case, but uh, honestly, the damage, what damage is done, you know, this is going to be a case that, that has a jury. Who are they going to find that has not been affected by this in some kind of way? You know, how many juries are going to feel like, oh, she's crooked too, or jurors rather she's crooked too. So screw it it's the court of public opinion as well. It's just all so muddled now. And that's why people, again, she didn't do anything illegal, right? She can have her relationship, but damn, it just wasn't the smartest choice. And she even, she even said on the record, she said, he was not my first choice to be the lead prosecutor. And that is on record. You can look that up. She was like, and that is no disrespect to him. him <laughs> no, she does. Like she said, like, we're still friends. We're still good. But she was like, I'm, I wasn't just, this wasn't like nepotism. I wasn't just giving him a job, but, but also, he's, like, he's wildly un, un, underqualified for the gig as well. So tricky. So it's so layered. Oh, it's, it's just layered. an onion. Make you want to yeah. cry. Make you want to holler. Ciao. All right. Moving right along. Um, <sighs> Israel, is, they bombed Rafa. So Rafa is in southern Gaza. It's the, the area that's right by the border of Gaza and Egypt. 
And Israel is pl planning a ground invasion. So um, they have troops poised to attack Rafa. This is, God, like I said, Gaza's southernmost city. And they are saying possibly Hamas's final stronghold within Gaza. Um, Israel is confronting a dilemma largely of its own making. What do they do with nearly a million and a half displaced Palestinians that, that have been corralled by this Egyptian border, which is Rafa? Um, I'll tell you what Benjamin Netanyahu said. Benjamin Netanyahu said they need to go back up north. Well, guess what? One, these people are starving. These people have no food, no water, no shelter. There is um, disease spreading like crazy. Oh, and on top of that, the northern part of Gaza has been fucking demolished. So where do you want them to go? A lot of people are feeling like this was all a part of the game plan. You've corralled all of them, and now you're going to go in with ground troops. So let's let's just talk about it. Um, Israel is facing growing warnings from allies and critics that um, its promised ground offensive, ground invasion, I'm going to call it, in Rafa, um, this is a last resort that has seen its population grow. Like, again, we're just talking about how how many people are in Rafa right now? It's gr grown five times what it was in a matter of months. Um, and this will result in a civilian bloodbath. Um, just like I said, already strained humanitarian pipelines. You know, these people have nothing in Rafa. Uh, and the standoff between Israel and its allies is, is definitely heating up. One of which is Egypt. Egyptian officials have threatened to suspend the country's 40-year peace accord if an attack on Rafa forces refugees across the border. New footage obtained by the Washington Post suggests Egypt is preparing for such scenario. Egypt has already condemned Israel's move to push Palestinians southward in the enclave. Again, Egypt is suggesting this is what this was a part of Israel's initial plan, and this plan is to expel Gazans. Um, and saying that it would um, spell the end of the Palestinian cause. Checkpoints leading uh, to the Rafa border and the crossing on the Egyptian side were boosted with more Egyptian soldiers, and the areas around the main road uh, were being prepared for the deployment of tanks and military machinery. Egypt, a little history here, was the first Arab nation to recognize Israel as a state in 1979. The two signed a landmark pact that saw Israel um, as a state and the return of the Sinai Penin uh, Peninsula. It captured from Egypt in 1967, in the 1967 war, in exchange for peace. So they gave back the peninsula and then Egypt was like, okay, cool, you're a state. Um, the treaty also limited the number of troops stationed on the border between Egypt and Gaza, which at the time was controlled by Israel. The treaty turned Egypt into a pariah in the Arab world, but decades later um, helped pave the way for other Arab nations to sign similar agreements with Israel. President Biden has said that the United States will not support a full-scale assault 
on Rafa unless Israel can carry out a credible plan. I say that in, in quotations to evacuate civilians in the line of fire. <sighs> That's where we're at. I don't know what a credible plan is. I mean, at this point, I just have, and I don't want to be doom and gloom. I just don't know what the people of Gaza are supposed to do. I, I, I'm I, like, there is not a solution here. Netanyahu will not allow them to be a one state. There's no one state solution where Palestinians and Israelis um, occupy this land under the same government, under the ruling, because Palestinians, you know, that that will then mean that that land does not belong to Israel, right? And so this disproportionate response um, from the horrific killings in October for, by Hamas and this collective punishment is just like, it's what it is. And I don't understand how this is not its own Holocaust. It is, it is. And so people are in my DMs asking me, why don't I have this same energy for the people of Ukraine? And I just have to say the people of Ukraine were able to get out of Ukraine. They were welcomed with open arms to Poland and to other countries in Europe. These people in Gaza can go nowhere. They can't get out. They are literally crabs in a barrel. They're sitting fucking ducks. And, you know, while Biden can say that he will not support a full-scale assault on Rafa, what does that mean that you won't support it? You're going to speak out against it? We just sent more money. Just passed the bill to send more money. They, they, they stripped the immigration bill, excuse me, the border bill, right? Because that money was included in that bill that they killed because they want Trump to be able to run on the border. And then they passed the money mm -hmm. for Ukraine and, and Israel. And they're sending them so like, weapons. Right. So how do you not support it? It's going to be the weapons that we provided doing this. You're going to speak out afterwards and condemn it? It's like the mom who bought the boy the gun and was like, how could you shoot up your, your friends at school and then fucking hide her hand? You know, at this point, it is um, Israel is gone ballistic. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like two children in a, in a fight, an, on a playground fight at this mm. point where this child is belligerent and is outside of themselves and it's a collective responsibility to step in and to stop this and that's the palestinians are are they don't hamas the palestinian people they are um it's just not a fair fight at this point and even Doctors Without Borders shared a thread about how, again, another hospital was mm -hmm. bombed. Yeah, we couldn't even talk it is, about that. It is a, the, the fact that you said a bloodbath is that's what it is. And it's strategic. Mm -hmm. It's intentional. They have been, um, it, it, yeah, this is all a, a, a plan. And we're all watching it. We are all watching it happen. And the Palestinians, um, 
are poor people. They aren't, I mean, Palestine, of course, is strategically, um, in terms of, of the land and the rich and the resources that it holds. So it's very important to Israel. It's very important um, for their interest. But for everybody else, they're, you know, similar to African plight. It's just like, oh, well, that's that's what happens to black and brown people. Hmm. That's just what happens. We are all very desensitized. Somebody shared a... um a meme that if this were happening, if London were to be bombed, I, I mean, America, the Twin Towers, the world stopped. That mm -hmm. does not happen in America. That is apocalyptic if that mm -hmm. were to happen in London or UK or France or even Ukraine for that, you know, for, for just as an example. But we don't, it's you know it's black and brown people. Well, damn, that's fucked up. What are we gonna do? But we're all we're all watching it. We're all watching it, and uh, it makes it makes my stomach hurt. You know, I have waves of going in and out of like, I can't watch it. Then I watch it, and it just makes mm -hmm. me weep. I just it, I cannot believe it. It it yeah. it I can't. My mind can't believe it. Yeah. God help us. You know, this is like, uh, uh, I can get into it more in the next episode. We got to move on um, about just how conflicted and fucked up this next election cycle is. Um, but I had a conversation with someone about it who gave me, I guess, a little bit of encouragement in terms of how I can fix my hand to vote a certain way. So I'll share that, I guess, as my update next episode. But things to pay attention to that we cannot get into. Democrats flipped George Santos's seat, disgraced George Santos. Um, I don't know how to say this man's last name. Tom Zowski, Zozi, Sosi, I don't know how to say it. He won a special election in New York and not New York City. This is out in the outskirts where not a whole lot of Democrats uh, win. So this is something that all of the, you know, political pundits are running with and saying, oh, this is an indication of, you know, 2024 and how things might pan out. We're so worried about Trump, but he's losing part of his base. Uh, when they polled certain people and interviewed certain people who you know, ended up switching their vote from Republican to Democrat. They did say that they were frustrated by the Republicans killing that border bill and that they just felt like they're playing too much politics at this point and not getting anything done. So we'll see what happens. Um, but this does create a even more narrow majority in the House for them. So they have to keep those Marjorie Taylor Greene types and check if they want to get anything done because they got to have all their votes. Also, former FBI informant, um, what's his name? Alexander Spurnov is being charged with lying about the Bidens' role in, you, in the Ukraine business. And the whole Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, he's charged saying that um, lying he on lied. Them or lying for yeah. them? Yeah, lying on them. Oh. Saying that there was never any proof 
that Joe Biden, his son had any involvement, excuse me, that Joe Biden had any involvement in his son Hunter's business dealings um, with Ukrainian energy company Burisma and that, um, you know, he kind of made that shit up. Again, these are charges. He wasn't found guilty of this, but that really undercuts the Republicans' current impeachment inquiry into President Biden because they're trying to impeach him on these grounds that this man is saying that he had to he has something to do with Hunter's business. Um, but they'll still move on with the impeachment, I'm sure, and they'll still impeach him, I'm sure, and it'll all be political um, theater. And hopefully that, pisses off more Republican voters to be like, y'all not doing shit and you have the majority. So anyway, also lastly, Trump's first criminal case is set for trial March 25th. This is the criminal case, the Southern district of New York. This is the one that, um, is brought up, brought on by a Manhattan district attorney, Alvin Bragg. This is, um, where he's basically being charged about like his hush payments to Stormy Daniels and how he used that money. Trump basically said the thing out loud today where he actually told the judge that, um, well, I'll just read it. Um, where is it? He said the fact, Oh, his attorney said the fact that President Trump is going to now spend the next two months working on this trial instead of out in the campaign trail running for president is something that should not happen in this country. Um, the judge responded, what is your legal argument? The, the lawyer said, that is my legal argument. The judge said, that's not a legal argument. See you March 25th. <laughs> Um, and then Trump said the thing out loud and was like, well, yeah, of course we want to delay this so that I can run for president. And the judge was like, yeah, no. So this is what the one that everybody kind of feels like is a little like, eh. most voters feel like if he gets convicted of this, they don't really care that much. Like we all know that he, they're over the stormy Daniels thing. They're over it. And the other cases are more important, but this has never happened. This is unprecedented that a president will be in criminal court <laughs> during, this I mean, we'll America. be in court at all and during an election. This shit is wild. <laughs> like we're living in history right now. So mm, get me out of here. All right, let's take, I need to take a break. Not a real break, but let's just take a beat from all this serious shit. <laughs> oh, I, I'm not doing this next one. I want to say prayers and well wishes to everyone impacted by the mass shooting in Kansas City during the Super Bowl um, parade. That's horrible. Um, 22 shooting victims. They range from eight years old to 47 years old. This is the 43rd mass shooting of this year. Not February 15th. 43rd mass shooting. Yeah. But we don't have a gun problem. That's all I'm going to say. This is a doom and gloom episode. Let's lift our spirits. Can you do that? I don't know what Taylor Swift oh, conspiracy. No, that, that you don't have to go into that. We don't have to go into it. What is it? I want to stop talking if I'm being honest. Uh, well, um, there's a Taylor Swift ex um, conspiracy. One in three Republicans believes Taylor Swift believes baseless Taylor Swift election conspiracy. Basically, the idea is that Taylor Swift 
hooked up with uh, Travis Kelsey um, to gain more notoriety and and fame to uplift herself even more so that she has more influence and power for the 2024 presidential election <laughs> so because she's going to endorse biden and all the swifties are going to be like well duh i'm gonna vote for biden too so this is america this is a growing there's lots of conspiracies around this super bowl that i've been hearing though and another conspiracy is that her and kelsey's relationship is not real the Super Bowl was rigged and that she's going to do the halftime show next year. Where is the, the where is the Super Bowl next year? I thought it was in New Orleans. Like, is it New Orleans? Uh-huh. If I don't see Lil Wayne in them on that stage I, in New Orleans. You think Lil Wayne is is going to be is qualified like absolutely nationally to do Absolutely. Really? Yes. You think the whites are going to be Wayne is we got to realize who Wayne is down south. I know, but, but this Wayne. is this is nationally. It's not just this is what Wayne is bringing out. Young money. He's bringing out Drake. He's bringing out Nikki. Okay, he's right. bringing These out cash people. money. Okay, he it, Wayne is absolutely qualified nationally. to do the Super Bowl in New, in New white Orleans. White people are gonna. And I think Jay Z would never let Taylor Swift ever do the halftime. Is he responsible for like booking <laughs> of that? I feel like he would like be like over my damn motherfucking body dog but anyway these are conspiracy theories that i'm not invested in you know i love a conspiracy theory but you they, are invested in it didn't really resonate it didn't move me. you Mm-mm. i was like mm, wow that's not real it's because it has to but do with the twin football. towers my nigga <laughs> syphilis in the black community my nigga sprinkling syphilis that like shit crack. Like maybe that's the name sense. of the episode <laughs> sprinkling syphilis in the black community they try and get us try Mm, infant mortality rates it's not funny but is syphilis the new crack what do you think we gotta work <laughs> i like on that. sprinkling syphilis in the black community <laughs> they putting <laughs> it in the chicken i gotta That's be honest, get i it. can't i can't spell syphilis nobody can, can absolutely not if my life depended on it i couldn't spell syphilis really? s-y-p-h-l-i-l-i-s s-y-p wait s-y-p nobody what'd you say syph S Y P H I L I S. Oh my God, you spelled it, girl. Oh, now chlamydia is tricky. Uh, that is really chlamydia. good. C H Y L C H Cl. C. No. <laughs> See, Cl. Get rid of that Y. C L Cl. No. Yeah, not. Ch- Chalam, chalam, yada. Nah, I'm good on that. C H L A M Y D I A. How many STDs can y'all spell? Cause you know what else they make these hard. Gonorrhea, another tricky one. Try. That's why you got to say the clap. That bitch got the clap. No, gonorrhea is spelled stupid. How Go do ahead, you say clap gonorrhea. in the streets? Like, what's gonorrhea in the streets? Chlamydia is clap. You burning. That's it. It's all the same thing. It is. You burn it. You gave me something. She got that shit. Something. That's what it's called. Something. Oh, God. Wait, somebody's, can you spell listening, somebody's listening to this episode right now, statistically speaking, burning Absolutely. a little bit. A and this is God telling you to go get it checked out now. It ain't normal what you're feeling down there. 
You better go get or a check. A lot yeah. of these I have to be quite serious now. A lot of these, you don't feel anything, sadly. You don't feel anything. That's why it's so important to get checked. You don't feel anything until you do. Tricky. All right, go ahead, All right, girl. moving right along. Moving on to Usher. Super Bowl. Has his own. Anyway, I You <laughs> see? <laughs> See? Oh my God! The Do segue. not talk about the segue to that was crazy, dog. <laughs> Stop fucking playing with me. Dog. I am not a part of this, y'all. <laughs> I didn't say no. <laughs> you saw what somebody wrote. They said Shanti would have. <laughs> oh my God! She just, y'all. She just took her headphones off and ran away That's from crazy. the screen. She can't even hear me. Why did you take your headphones? I off I had and to run? get my slippers. My feet are freezing me, and that was my laugh. Black laugh. Walk away. Get my slippers. Come back. <laughs> You know that um, somebody wrote in the comments, they was like, Shanti want to can- get canceled so bad. <laughs> and I was like, for some reason lately, she really does. <laughs> all right, Usher, Usher, Usher. First of all, congratulations, you Usher. You getting red. When Antoinette gets upset, she's getting red. I'm red right now? Yeah, when she gets like for a real? little bit like, she flushes. The girl flushed, she flushed a I rose flushed. color and embarrassment for her friend. <laughs> <laughs> sorry go leave ahead. me alone all right usher first of all congratulations to usher on his nuptials or whatever he got miri in vegas to um a music powerhouse she's an executive and she kind of as soon as she came into the picture because usher was falling off a little bit and when she came in the picture he wasn't no more so shout out to her um, but everybody hates on her just because she might be a little older. She's cute and he loves her. So y'all are haters. Shout out to Mrs. Raymond. But Usher performed at the Super Bowl halftime show. Before we get into it, did you watch what I sent you? I did. What did you think? It was wonderful. And I mean, I, w- I would w- never not think Usher wasn't going to come through with the come through mm. ever. Okay. And my, my, listen. He's that nigga. And I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of all of these artists that, similar to what you said about the Grammys, that are women Grammys, that are killing it at their big age, okay? 40 is mm-hmm. a new 30. How old is Usher? Can you look that up? 45. I think Usher is 45. Yeah. Shout out to Usher. He looks great. He 45. Looks good. God damn it. Woo. Um, okay. Guests were Alicia Keys. Mm. <laughs> Shout out to her <laughs> new exhibit in Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm going, girl. I support you in that way. Girl got good taste in art. Alicia. Why did Alicia she... look good? Swam. Sh- look good. She... Alicia Adi. Body Adi thick one. She could have had a little concealer under that eye. No, she's this no makeup girl, but goddamn Alicia. No, she looked great. And she's also not a, you know, a singer. She looks like a baby and she looks great. Like it doesn't make any sense. Now, now Alicia was trending on Twitter. I, this is when I wish she were on Twitter, Twitter, because they was like, now Alicia. Because when that first note, what I sent you, Shanti, is not what it sounded like. I know, like. I saw it. She they got, went that and edited. got that edited. Good for her. She said, uh-uh, I will she Beyonce said, uh-uh, the shit enough. out this shit. Exactly. But actually, Beyonce would never sound like that. So tricky. That first note wasn't great. We can move past it. We all we all saw Why the did she discourse. She started off in a shaky. She started off like a newborn deer. 
quivering because <laughs> that song unstable. is too high. Why was she? That song is too high for her. She need to cut it out. But I didn't need my boo ever. And I understand that Usher may have needed my boo. And he wanted to do the serenade thing because that's a part of the Vegas show. I love that he had the Vegas dancers in it. He had that element. But we didn't need it. And maybe he needed it to take a little vocal break. But he could have given that to anybody else. He could have had Beyonce come out there. I guess she'd been she out there too said, much. No, I, I am but stealing she, the show in another way, Usher. You just wait. <laughs> like, I'm we'll get to her. That day. We'll, <laughs> we'll get to her later. <laughs> But baby, when I tell you when I saw her, why did I think that was North? Everyone did. She looked just like North. Why does that look like Northy? I said he don't had Northy up there rocking out, but her is just so cute and so talented and just an angel. She's a rock star. I'm obsessed with her. So and that was a real treat. So tasteful. You know, such an so artist. Tasteful. She's like, I'm I'm an artist. This is what I do. Will I am, I thought was Kanye. I was like, did he bring Kanye out here? Oh, and he it wasn't. I don't. I don't. There's rumors that Kanye was turned away. I don't believe that. That's another conspiracy theory that Taylor Swift got him removed from the Super Bowl. Oh, Jermaine Dupree. I believe that to be true. That's true. See? <laughs> That's <laughs> absolutely crazy. true. Absolutely. <laughs> Shanti facts. Jermaine Dupree. Oh, God. What? Janet, first, it's Janet that I'm upset at in this. Because, girl, why are you with you, him? That's her boo. I do, I, I do not know. Did why you see what he, he posted? Do that? He, but wait, he said everybody talking shit. I'm about to post it so y'all can see what it is. He thought it made it better. Hold on. You saw what he posted? No, girl. Wait, <laughs> I want it. Did he take? Oh my God, he took it down. What was oh no, he it? didn't. Do you see it? They're Louis Vuitton. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he post that <laughs> to try to shut us all up? Oh. You know what makes me sad is that Jermaine Dupri. I was really happy to see. <laughs> the way I was they really had happy him to see like him the, up there. The the big head. I can't remember the TV show, but he looked just like that character. He looked like a pilgrim. He looked crazy, and but he, he just—he does anyway. But he just d- doubled down on the ridiculousness of his <laughs> way of being. Which, <laughs> you know what? He's getting ahead of it. I respect it a little bit, but we have to respect the fact we have to respect what he's given us. No, musically. come on, you have to, Janet. Girl, tighten up, because why the fuck you got your man? I, I, I'm mad at Janet. Don't be mad at her. She can't control I'm that. She's dressed like that sometimes. Child, she be tricky with them tuxedos. She would wear that. That's probably her outfit. She probably let him them socks. I know, they kinky. That's some they kinky tricky. shit he did. That was some kinky <laughs> shit he did. <laughs> <laughs> that was kinky as hell. He came on the stage like that, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, yo. You get on my nerves. Um, and then Ludacris. <sighs> Ludacris, I just love. I love that we saw Ludacris with the afro. Ludacris is black boy joy. Good for Ludacris him, is, too. He looks great as well. Kept himself up. I just love Ludacris. I have a special place in my heart for Ludacris. I, I don't think that he gets enough respect for what he brought t- to rap, hip-hop, pop, and all tele- the things. And radio. He was a radio um icon for a very long time mm-hmm. shout out to the range of ludicrous what a life he's lived actor yeah 
put some respect doing on his, his thing. Name. Um, and little John came out there. Little John was looking good too. Everybody fit, drinking a water, working out. Probably vegan. And little John music directed it, which I loved. You know what I didn't realize though? What? Usher was having a talk with Gail King, who was objectifying the hell out of him. Um, but he has won eight Grammys and not near one of them Grammys has ever been televised for him to walk up on stage and get his Grammy. racism. And that's, can racism. you believe that? Mm-hmm. And now he plays the Super Bowl, and it was perfect. The Super Bowl was in Vegas. He had his Vegas residency. It was, it was literally perfect. So I want to ask, where does this cement Usher's legacy? I saw a lot of what, like, I saw a lot of people saying that this was the best Super Bowl performance of all time. Mm-mm. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. But where does it, where does he fit in the? Super Bowl of all time performance for you. Where does he fit at the Super Bowl of all? I, girl, yeah. now you, I'm sorry, and you'll be upset. I don't know that many, you know, I know Beyonce's Super Bowl performance. I know Michael Jackson's Super Bowl performance. Prince. I haven't watched Prince's Super Bowl performance, but I heard about You've it. You've never seen Prince's Super Bowl uh, performance? I've never watched that. <gasps> Girl, you need to watch that. Um, yeah, so I, I'm sorry, but I don't. In terms of his legacy, again, Bruno I Mars, think Rihanna. No, Rihanna. Timberlake. I don't think about Rihanna's performance ever. Okay, me neither. Miss my girl, but I don't never think about opinion. that. That was a whole lot of J Lo and Shakira. Come on, girl, no. Never. <laughs> the Black Eyed Peas. I think Bruno Mars had a Bruno great unpopular Mars. Opinion. Bruno was great. Antoinette. <laughs> Yes. Bruno was great. Because <laughs> Beyonce Beyonce out and Coldplay. No. <laughs> I really fuck with Bruno Mars. But Beyonce still, I, I'll never forget watching the Beyonce. Uh, I don't think that was her best performance. Oh, I, Unpopular opinion. It was very good. Best performance. We're talking about the Super Bowl performance. I don't think she, that's her, the best Super Bowl performance. <laughs> How many has she had? Just one, right? She had two so far. She came out with Bruno. Oh. And then she had the one where she was doing the Black Panther. That's when she was like, oh, Beyonce, black as shit. She got No, she, well, she yeah, was, was a Black Panther for Bruno. Uh-uh. Yes, she was. I just watched it. She when she came out with, like with the, oh, that was, really? I don't um, remember Beyonce's other performance. That's the only one I know is when she came out with the fist up and everything and with the leather. and Maybe she was doing it on both of them. But she definitely <laughs> was Black Panther-ish. Look at how we're talking about Beyonce. We're supposed to be talking about Usher. See how what she does? Devilish. Do you see? It's sinister. It's actually what she does. sinister. But I will say this. Um, I'm taking cycling classes. They are, are whooping you? my ass. I'm showing up for them, though. I'm really proud of myself. I went to one and could not breathe and was about to cry to. Wait. What does this have to do with this? The white people. Like the whites are loving Usher. Every cycling class that I have been going to, they're playing Usher. So in terms of cementing his legacy and his reach, mm. this is huge for him because Usher is big for the blacks. Like my boo, white people don't know my boo. They ain't no half them songs. I exactly. Think. So his reach and his extension to the whites and them really, uh, again, not to center them, but in terms of like the national coverage um, of his stardom, I think is is really cementing his legacy. Really a boon for him at his big age. And I, 
love that for all of us. So <clears throat> I thought well, his performance was great. Um, but I did think Bruno Mars was better. Of the of the three that I've seen, Bruno Mars was the best. Bruno Mars ate that That's up. That's my little baby. Remember when I looked Bruno like Bruno Mar Mars? For everybody who never saw Bruno Mars' halftime show, please go watch it. That is a genius over there. Wow, that was Bruno, really unnecessary Bruno, right, and not something that, out, that you I'm sorry. should have. Please cut that out because I do not support <laughs> I, that and I'm wild with my mouth. For real, I can't say nothing. If you would have said it, I want to protect funny. you. You can't say it. All right, fine. Take it off. But everybody knows Bruno be out here. Anyway, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Beyonce because we're we're talking about um, Usher and we cannot talk about the Super Bowl without Beyonce and what she had did. Now, usually after the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl performer is the person who is charting on Apple Music. You know, they have every single spot on lock. Right now, Queen Beyonce has the top Five spots on iTunes. This is history. 27 years into her groundbreaking career, Beyonce becomes the first black woman to occupy the entire top five spots in U.S. iTunes history. She draws oh, this, this woman. All right. So Beyonce has her Verizon commercial. They pay her $30 million for that commercial. This is the most we've heard Beyonce talk since the Renaissance, the movie, honestly. So, like, we don't hear from this lady. She was in the commercial. It was a, it, I actually thought it was a very cute commercial. Did you see the commercial? Mm -hmm. And then at the end, she drops this, you know, drop the music. And everybody was like, hold up now. What you mean? I went to her, her Instagram and I wrote mom. You had said drop the music on that commercial. Is there music coming? What's going on, sis? Did you really? All of a sudden. Yeah, you could go. <laughs> I literally wrote, mom, comma, <gasps> you had said drop the music. Oh, God, this girl. You had insinuated the music was coming. Is there anything to that? What's going on? I be DMing her, too. Like, what this mean, mom? <laughs> I don't care. <sighs> so... I go to Twitter because that's where you get breaking news and people are like, oh my God, go to Beyonce's website. Beyonce's website has been cleared out of Renaissance stuff on the music tab. It says Texas Hold'em, 16 carriages. Is that the name of that song? Mm -hmm. Texas Hold'em, I think. And we're like, where is the music? She sent us into a tizzy to the point where I talked to folks who were at Super Bowl parties, they stopped watching the Super Bowl to find the songs. People turned off the game to go investigate what the hell was going on with Beyonce. This is on the heels of Shannon Sharp saying, nobody has the reach that Taylor Swift has. Nobody. And it's all so perfectly calculated. Beyonce said, you know what? Y'all all worried about Taylor Swift and that goddamn sweet. And Taylor Swift started out in country and turned into pop. Watch me go back. And I'm about to turn country on his motherfucking head. And I'm dropping this shit in the middle of the Super Bowl. And I am literally going to set the internet ablaze. And that she did. I think it was perfectly executed. I don't think she was wrong at all. I think it has nothing to do with Usher and everything to do with, listen, this is my rollout. 
Beyonce is a queen of rollout. She'll give us these little hints. And then all of a sudden, boom, it all makes sense. Act two, she's giving us country. That's why she was dressed like that at the Grammys. She's been hinting at this country thing. She's a brilliant being. What are your thoughts? I like the song. 16 Carriages I like it much. I think I said I, 16 candles. No, you said carriages. <laughs> Earlier. I like okay, I, I I like it. I'm excited for um this iteration of her. I don't know <clears throat> I don't know what compels her, but I'm th- I, it just makes me even more intrigued by her. She is such an enigma for me. And <laughs> I I do think it overshadowed Usher's. I do. It did. There's no way that it didn't. Um and I mean, fault? what you gonna do, Beyonce? It's fucking Beyonce, and I, I don't yeah, know that was my, her intention. Like, should she not have done it? I don't no, know. I don't think it wasn't her intention, but you know, it it um, I I'm just excited for the history lesson that we're all going mm. to be invited into. Again, I said it last week, there are a lot of black artists that are thriving right now in country um, and are making waves. And hopefully the same way that she highlighted so many folks in the ballroom um, culture, that she will invite them into this project as well and pay homage um, with integrity and honor like she did with Renaissance, because that is such a rich and it's so close to her heart and the Texas mm-hmm. culture is just so what a culture. I'm excited to, 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 for her to really rep where she's from. Cause that is, that yeah. is so close to her heart that, um, that we're, we're all going to get a little bit closer to this woman that is impossible to get close to. So <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm excited for it. She looks fucking good. Cause bitch, Girl. you can't, you can't, girl. This Valentine's outfit she just put on. I said, girl, that is fuck. That was Super Bowl Beyonce when she had the bowl in her hand, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she can't not look good. Has she worked her motherfucking ass off and trained her? She looks so good. I said, it's just God damn. Jay-Z she just rolled is, out an essence. She she's it's just a rollout. It's oh just, that essence image. It's just a fucking rollout, and I know she has fun doing this, and I know she just the team and the the um the creative direction and the creative artistry that goes into Shout this out to Lauren is just I know it's hard, but I know it's just the dream of so many people, and it. it's just allowing folks to shine in a way. So she she a tricky one, but she also just uh, gives people space and platform to to shine because she is the canvas what a canvas shout out to lauren baker who does a lot of her creative direction she's a little brilliant being um yeah she beyonce she's also you know revealed what her um what is it sacred hair care line is gonna be she is a demon i don't know if she's an angel (laughs) or a demon she just fucks Uh, with me she's (laughs) an angel that's an angel i don't think that wig she had on at the super bowl that's nothing like that's an angel wig. That's an angel that's, country name? Dolly Parton wig. Yeah. Okay. And I love that, I love the characters that she goes into too. You know, like we think of I an know. artist of like this avant-garde thing, and she does her little characters and and gets into her roles and her Beyonce way, which is just which I just love for her. I love it. 
I want to get into a little bit of the cynics. So cynics will say that Beyonce in this country album, it's a detour to help her amass further Grammys in an area she's not yet commanded. In 2016, the Academy Country Music Committee rejected her song, Daddy Lessons, as an eligible. Hmm. Um, gossips will say that this is to assert her supremacy amid a media mauled rivalry, meaning it's not a real rival rivalry between her and Taylor, but the media has created a rivalry like us with Taylor. Um, who has long had her country music um, bona fides. And more compelling is the sense that Beyonce is, with a sure but light hand, claiming country as a part of the Black musical expression, um, rooted in African-American blues and gospel alongside white folk music. Um, So I want to get into that a little bit because... um, Rhiannon Giddens um, specifically is playing the banjo on this project. And Rhiannon Giddens is a founding member of the Carolina band. This is the Black History uh, shindig, y'all. So this is Black History Facts. Um, The Chocolate Drops. And she's also a historian who has made it her business to reclaim country music and its history. So a lot of folks... Before this, I mean, I knew that country music, the black folks existed within country music, but I didn't know that we were the creators of that shit mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. I dismissed I dismissed it completely to like white music. But the banjo specifically, and I love that Beyonce does her homework and goes to the people who are keeping these traditions alive and like leans on them to lend themselves to her project so that it can be more authentic. So... Let's get into the history of the banjo real quick. Um, So just like popular music genres, country music in the U.S. began with black people. More specifically, the story of um, the banjo came to America with slaves. Um, Musicologists has often looked at West Africa as um, its origins. Much of this speculation has been centered around this ancestral instrument called the Ngoni, and the, I don't know how to pronounce this, X-A-L-A-M, Xlam. And this was a two-hide, meaning like cowhide, covered string instrument from West Africa um, that bore the resemblance to the banjo. And so this banjo was then recreated by enslaved Africans um, and their descendants in the Caribbean and here in North America. Um, And they maintained that tradition and perpetuated it within, of course, this like system of slave trade and plantations, and it just continued to grow. So on a plantation, you would hear the banjo. Mm-hmm. It was a, and, and now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh, of course. This was the call and response. Yeah. Like, this is the famous, like, yeah. of course. But I never connected the two things to country because it's been so rewritten that I couldn't see the through line. Um, so the first string bands in this country were actually enslaved people. Um, and black folks have always made country music here. Um it was all American folk music, but white America promoted 
this as quote unquote hillbilly music and the commercial commercial commercialization, excuse me, of this music drew this color line even deeper. So when money was to be made, black people's country records and music was looked at as, um, what is it? What was it called? Race. Oh, now I can't find it. My eyes are playing tricks on me. Sorry. Hold on y'all. Dyslexia is real. Uh, race records while white people's music was hillbilly music. And then it turned into country music, folk music, um, country artists that are very notable. Ray Charles was a country artist back in his day. Um, Charlie pride. I don't know how to Aaron Neville. And then this woman, Hey, do you know her? Cause I've heard her music. Cause I looked her up. Petrella Ann Bonner. Do you know her at all? No, but I know okay. like Valerie, uh, what's her name? Valerie Green is a black, like they, even a lot of people are saying, um, um, Kay Michelle is, you know. Okay. Well, th- these are, these are older folks. Oh, I'm oh, going to oh, get oh, into oh. that. Yeah. Kay Michelle has been trying to break into country or for has. a while. She has. She's very successful apparently. Um, and so when we fast forward in time, um, you know, we have like the CMAs that are not allowing, you know, Beyonce's music to even be considered for nomination. It was a big deal when she performed with the Dixie Chicks, who have also been ousted for their political views. They're now known as the Chicks. Um, but yeah, current country singers, Willie Jones, you talked about Darius Rucker, Vicky Van, and even Kay Michelle. And now you have Beyonce and Beyonce is the first black female artist to reach the top of the Apple music U S country chart in history. She's also the first female black artist to occupy the first and second position on the chart simultaneously. So she's coming for them. She's saying, I'm reclaiming this. You've denied me before and I don't care. And now my people are going to know their history Cause I'm a subtly share it. Cause they're going to do their, they're going to do the beehives going to do the work for me. <laughs> I don't have to do the think pieces. I put it out. I put the visuals out and they run. That's all. They just need mom to sprinkle a little, a little glitter, a little something on a little miracle grow and they sprout baby. But there are already country music stations that are refusing to play these two songs. People are calling and they are literally saying, we do not play Beyonce on this record, on this, on genre breaking Beyonce. (laughs) So now it's like, what y'all going to do? They're going to play that. Y'all going to deny the queen. No, they're going to play it. This is going to start a civil war. Oh, if we don't if they don't give Beyonce her just do on this if we turn around next year and them Grammys don't have mom nominated not you calling her mom if they don't have mother nominated for some of these country awards if they put her in some new category like American urban folk or some bullshit and create some nonsense to other her boy Like she is sticking it to them in such a beautiful way. It's a way where it's just like, I'm just going to be talented and be my best self. And if you deny me, you reveal something about you, Mm. but I'm going to be as graceful as ever, as bad as ever, as talented as ever. As 
successful and lucrative, as influential as ever. Right. We have to now fight white country girls for Beyonce tickets. Do you understand this? Do you know how hard that's going to be? She's going to save the world. No, she's not. I can't believe I said that. I I take that back. I apologize. But she's going to, I think that that is going to be a unifying, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting. It's either going to be unifying or it's not. I'm very excited for all that's going to come out. I'm excited for the music. I'm really yeah, excited, I'm excited for, the music. for the music. What's Act Three gonna be? I think R&B? that's retirement. Do you think she's gonna go? Back I hope to R&B? it's retirement. I, I, I mean, I, not retirement. I hope it's R and B. I hope it's like the classic R and B with Destiny's Child, little reunion. Mm-hmm. But I think it's Renaissance. Like, what's this called? What's this era called? This the country era. I don't know. Okay, it's not a no. It's name. like it's the just, return home, two. and then she's okay, gonna be retirement. She'll be like, bye. I'm out. Bye. I'm tired. <clears throat> oh, I'm a queen. Go do something else. What does Beyonce say if she's not doing this? What does she do? I'm excited for her. Uh, maybe she lives and mothers. Maybe the, the, the rain of blue comes. Where is Sir? Why they don't ever have Sir out no more? First of all, Sir apparently has a um is a very brilliant child, but gets to um, hyper simulated okay. i think that he has a condition okay, where okay, he okay. cannot be good around too much stimulation right, so they respect away. that okay I'm yeah but apparently about- alicia key said that Rumi, not Ru- yeah Rumi is quite the little musician mm-hmm. plays the piano and that she teaches her lessons and that Rumi also sings all her songs Rumi gonna be the one but that's exciting blue and she i don't know it's tricky ah they're all it. They're all it. Anyway, Beyonce reigns, y'all. I don't know. Beyonce reigns. They sprinkling syphilis in the black community. Connie <laughs> Williams chose dick over democracy. And Who that's chose it. dick over democracy? Fawny. Fawny chose Don't dick. put that. Don't slander that one. <laughs> she did. I love her, but she, she could have did anything else. Besides this, girl, you couldn't have waited, girl. Damn. She thought she was, uh, what's the name from, uh, what's the name? She thought she was Viola Davis' character. She really did. You ain't never watched Viola that show? Day- I didn't watch that girl, show. Well. Did you watch that show? Viola was dating a Viola, Viola was doing all types of shit as that. Viola was a bad <laughs> bitch in all the ways in that show. But I only watched Scandal. Tricky and she messy. Was, she was dealing with the president. All right, anyway. well. Thank you so much. This was a long episode. Good night. Oh, peace to the gods. Bye. You have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around the Way Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. <laughs>